Hey everyone. So this is a podcast episode that will feature some people in my community via my newsletter community that submitted voicemails to me about their experience leaving social media. Some of these people are those that have just significantly decreased their social media use while others have deleted it completely. And some of them have businesses online. Some of them were just using it for personal use. And I just feel like this has been so intriguing to listen to everyone's story and why they left and how it has affected them afterwards. And I know many of you have been curious about this as well. So perhaps I will have some follow-up episodes with other people chiming in. But for today, we're just going to visit maybe between eight to 10 people's stories. This first little part here is not something I rehearsed or even really thought about or wrote down beforehand, but I did want to give you a small update on just my whole experience after deleting my Instagram account back in 2021, which seems crazy to say. I do not regret it for a second. It was one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. I am just, to be honest, so incredibly proud of myself for deleting what was toxic from my brand, even though it cost my brand significant financial setbacks and continued to try to build my brand in a way that I felt like was the most authentic and honestly the most fun for me as the person running the brand. And it's just been awesome to just still be able to be a part of this brand I built even after deleting my social media accounts, which to most people seems a little bit crazy. So anyway, I say that all the time, but it's just the way that I fill my spaces when I'm thinking. So All right. So a little bit of an update as far as what I miss, what I don't miss, all of those things. I will say probably the number one thing that I do miss is that I haven't, I don't have that immediate connection with my community, which I loved to have previously. And so now it takes more mental effort Meaning I have this notepad, I drop, I jot down things I might want to discuss with my community in my newsletter or questions I might have for them or just thoughts I have throughout the week where beforehand I would just head over to Instagram and put up a quick post about it. This takes a lot more mental effort. And then I've found that in the beginning, I was just keeping it inside of my brain, which was kind of clustering everything. So definitely writing it down has been such a lifesaver. And So that's how I do all of that. And I just have this running list where it says newsletter and then I jot down all the topics I want to address or something, some new recipe I might've tried and want to share. Otherwise, I just kind of forget about those things. But I feel like everything is much more well thought through. Like there are some things, activism type things that I would just rush into and repost certain things from other people's feeds because while it really resonated, it definitely wasn't helpful for myself or for the people viewing it. It's more just this performance activism more than anything. And I find true true joy in 
certain things that I feel very passionate about. One, including, well, during COVID, just educating about medicine and vaccines and all of that. Number two, advocating for minority groups, people that are less fortunate, all of those types of things, and also women's health and fighting for a woman's right to their own body. So these certain things, they were hard for me in a social media realm because I felt so forced into like posting everything I could find about things that resonated with me. And I don't think it was helpful for anyone, including myself. And so I just felt like when I was in that Instagram mode, I felt like I just had to post all the time or could post all the time. And there was no, okay, let's wait a minute. Is this something that would be helpful for anyone? (laughs) And I think um, the majority of the time would have been no, because it's it's just not well thought through. So Now that I have my newsletter, I find that these are really things that I want to talk to you about, whether it's a recent article I read or a podcast I was listening to or certain uh, topics in the news that really just hit me the wrong way or the right way or what have you. And I just feel that the way that I am running my business now is much slower and much more well intended than before because I felt like everything was so rushed. And I just felt like being in that mindset of being able to just post whenever, however, was difficult for me personally. Uh, And I know that's not the case for everyone, but I do feel that the internet and social media in general allows for so much performative activism where people will post things and think that they're doing good, but there's no actual movement on the back end where you're really fighting for certain for certain people or certain things that you believe in outside of just posting into your Instagram. And I feel like certain topics get lost. Certain topics will be a hot trending topic for seven days or a month, and then they kind of disappear. So I have just found that it's much better for me offline as far as all of that goes. What else? So I have found that it's really cool being off social media, obtaining information through various other outlets. So whether that's a friend texting me about something or a family member or people in my newsletter community that will email me and say, hey, I just listened to this really cool podcast, or I loved this new song. And that to me is so much, it's just worth so much more. And the connection is so much greater than people before trying to connect through my DMs or other avenues. This feels more personal and it's really cool to get recommendations from all of you that send them in. And yeah, I I just love that part of it. And I'm able to ingest that information at a speed in which I am comfortable. Before, it just felt very rushed and very pressured because I wanted to either get through everyone's messages and I just wouldn't really follow up on a lot of the things I was reading or finding out about. And this way has been much easier because I can bookmark things and read my email when I'm when it's convenient for me. And it's just a lot healthier for my mind, my body, my spirit, all of those things. 
Yeah. And just the simple fact that I'm not wasting time that I don't have on my phone. And it's just so easy to fall down into that rabbit hole of constant scrolling once you're into the app. I just find it very, very difficult. I, It's like once you take a break, those first couple weeks might be great. And it's easy to just spend 10, 15 minutes on there without doom, doom scrolling. But inevitably, I would always get sucked back in. So I have been able to gain back that time. I have found that I am much less stressed overall, and I'm able to read a lot more and just engage in activities that are slower paced and regaining my the part of my brain that was having difficulty reading without kind of drifting off to different things. I mean, when I first left, reading was difficult for me. When I would read a book, I felt very distracted. I felt like I needed to think of all the things that I needed to do besides read. And I wasn't able to truly focus on what the book was saying. And I do believe that it was just my brain so addicted to the constant social media that I was scrolling through on a daily basis where topics were changing every two seconds from story to story or from post to post. And my my brain was so used to going back and forth, back and forth, looking at all these different things and ingesting all of this information that it was hard for me to focus on just a book and getting lost in it. I have found that my brain is absolutely able to do that again. And it's pretty cool that you can reverse that, the effects of what social media can do. I think that might be it. I should have probably wrote some of my thoughts down so that I didn't miss anything, but I'm thinking of maybe publishing a podcast episode like this every so often just to catch you all up. And I'm going to put a little snippet into my newsletter this week to see if anybody else wants to contribute their stories. I'd love to hear from you, even if it's just how you felt when you took your first break from social media or whatever it might be. So certainly feel free to email me at lindsayandco.com, L-Y-N-Z-Y and co at gmail.com. If you want to contribute, I would love to hear from you and share your story. It's so comforting to hear other people talk about this and there are certain circumstances. So yeah, I think that's all I have. So let's jump into some of the people that sent in their stories in the last couple of weeks. Thank you so much for encouraging everyone to speak up about social media. My name is Betty Choi, and I'm a pediatrician, mom, and bilingual parenting advocate. I quit my Chalk Academy Instagram and Facebook accounts for over a year, and it was the best decision I made for my health and my family. To give some background, in 2017, I started my website and social media to document my journey with relearning my family's heritage language with my children. At that time, there were no bilingual parenting resources that focused on positive parenting, hands-on activities, and home learning in my family's languages. So I was really excited about sharing free teaching tips and resources and also advocating for diversity and representation. Social media seemed like a fun way to connect with like-minded parents, and I wanted to make a difference. In the beginning when my account was small, I felt like I was making authentic connections with other parents and teachers. I received many genuine messages and even reconnected with old friends and coworkers who wanted to raise bilingual kids. Over the years, though, 
I realized the downsides far outweighed any benefits. As my account grew, I often had no idea who was commenting on my posts or messaging me. I also started getting tons of solicitations. Some messages were obvious spam and easy to block, but the worst were other moms who seemed like they were interested in having a conversation, but then would quickly pivot to promote their product or glean my ideas to promote their business. I also was invited to join so-called comment pods from other popular Instagram accounts where groups of influencers would commit to commenting on each other's posts to boost engagement. When I would respectfully decline, these other accounts would usually unfollow my account. The likes and other metrics can also just really whip your self-confidence around. It went from bad to worse when Instagram started prioritizing reels, making so many people feel like they needed to provide entertainment and copy ridiculous and cringy trends just to get their content seen. And the randomness of posts that would show up were so jarring. One moment you're seeing someone's perfect house, expensive vacation, amazing accomplishments, perfect family, and then in between all the highlight reels are traumatic events, performative quotes, fake news, plagiarized captions, and stolen photos. The bigger my account got, the more disconnected I felt from my family, friends, and local community. The volume of emails, messages, and comments from social media were so overwhelming. I always felt like I wasn't creating, sharing, and replying enough. It blurred the lines between passion project to unpaid job. I also used to overshare my children and realized that their bilingual learning journey, especially as a minority, is not my story to tell. Since most influencers film their children all day, it seems so normal to share as just a parent who's proud of their children. While I did try to avoid putting their faces on the internet for privacy, I deeply regret how intrusive it was for me to capture authentic teachable moments instead of being present. The biggest wake-up call was when my children were old enough to call me out and say, Mommy, I hate your phone. Stop checking your phone. You are so distracted when your phone is nearby. Over the years, I thought about quitting multiple times and finally deactivated my account in 2021. But it wasn't easy. First, I thought I would try removing the social media apps for a week. Then I found myself checking on my laptop. Since I used to get constant notifications throughout the day, I wasn't used to the quiet. When I finally deactivated my account, I began to check the weather more often and just randomly open other apps on my phone. It took me a full month to fully detox and create healthy habits like leaving my phone in a different room, including at night when I slept. For the first time in years, I started to sleep better and I got less headaches. I rarely took pictures of my kids, or food, and I felt so much more present and at peace. The amount of solicitations and spam also slowed down. I finally felt like I could focus on other projects I was passionate about and also create better, more evergreen information on my website for my readers. However, a few months ago, I had to reactivate my Instagram because I had published a children's anatomy book. As a nonfiction author, publishers expect you to be on social media sharing your book and expertise, and I wanted to do the right thing professionally. Since I never announced my departure from social media, I was so nervous about getting back online. The good news is that I received a lot of kind and heartfelt messages from longtime readers of my website, and I'm so grateful for these people. But I instantly fell back into the same stressful cycles as before. To take the pressure off myself, I decided to start over with a new account and try to keep it very small. I had had all notifications, stories, and posts muted. I follow very few accounts, only people I know in real life and other healthcare professionals. I'm also posting very sparingly, only when I actually have time and something thoughtful and helpful. But I'm trusting that all of us need more time with our family and friends and less time on the internet.
Hi, my name is Sean, and I left after following you for a while, Lindsay. I think it was August 2021 that I did the Red Digital Minimalism and did the full August detox from really all screens, TV, everything except computers we needed for work. The main platforms that I was on personally were Instagram and Facebook. And then for my business, I was also on Instagram, Facebook, and I think Pinterest at that time. And so what I decided to do was for to take everything off my phone. I have no apps on my phone, I believe, since that time. And in terms of the personal, I technically still have an Instagram personal, but it has, I probably should just delete the entire thing. It has zero pictures. I deleted everything and I never, ever use that one. I guess technically sometimes people, when I log onto it, I have a huge backlog of people sending me little videos. <laughs> and so I get to watch through that. Um, I check that now really never. I, occasionally, I accidentally check it. And uh, Facebook, I have it only on my computer. So I would say I check that maybe once a day. If I'm on my computer, I type in Facebook, I pull it up. And I really just go to my notifications. And honestly, there's rarely anything on there. Um, I'm on a few professional groups, though. And I'm on a few professional group chats on the messages. And so that can be helpful for me to go to when I need to find a referral someone for someone. So I keep those things. They don't negatively impact me to have them. So I'm very comfortable with where things are at. In terms of what I noticed immediately after leaving, I definitely did notice myself picking up and checking the phone a lot, but it didn't take too, too long to, to for that I guess, behavior to fade. The biggest thing and why I left was actually because of the way the social media for my business was making me feel. I was having a really hard time. So I'm a psychologist. I have a podcast and I was having a really hard time having an Instagram and Facebook and constantly feeling the pressure to Posts. So I would kind of be interacting with my kids or doing something outside. And I feel like, well, I need to share this and, and make it into a teaching point, make it into content for Instagram. And I remember feeling so much shame about how often I thought about that. And just I would think about that. And I think about how it would be perceived. And it was really something brand new to me. I think it was wrapped up in trying to promote my message in the business, but it just felt awful to me. And so I think following you and having that permission to just be like, yeah, I'm not, I'm just not going to do that. So in my business, we post about podcast episodes. It's down to twice a week. Now we post through scheduling app later. So an intern does it for me. I don't touch it. I do check my business Instagram probably maybe once a day, Monday through Friday, just to see if anyone commented would or left any messages, my followings are not big. So it's not I occasionally get a comment and I'll respond or a message on there and I will respond. But it's not disruptive at all. And I never find myself feeling the pressure to share or post I just share episodes. And I have so much more peace surrounding that. And I guess the trade off is that it wasn't my business isn't growing on social media, really, but I am greatly at peace with that. And I'm really really grateful for 
you kind of leading the charge in this way because I don't know that I would have thought of it. Oh, I, cause so many people are just like, this is how you promote your business. And for me, it just was making me anxious. It was just making me sort of feel badly about how much I was thinking about it, how much I was wanting to check it really for the first several months of having a business. So yeah, I'm, I don't know, not quite two years out of having it off of my phone and I just, I will never put it back on my phone. There's no way there's, I actually did last week I was on vacation and I wanted to show someone something specific and I had to download it onto my phone just for like a day. And I was not worried at all about it. I knew that I was going to delete it right away. I forgot it was even there. It's just not, has no power over me. I, I don't miss it in terms of like, I still technically have it so people can contact me. So I'm not worried about losing touch or anything like that. Although sometimes it takes me a while to get back to messages. And honestly, I'm totally fine with that. So I'm, I would say a lot more at peace and a lot more confident in my ability to manage that behavior, which feels really good, feels really empowering. It's amazing. They've done things where now when someone tags you, you can't see it unless you have the app, I think, because usually what happens is that if I log on my computer, it'll say someone tagged you and you can't tell what they tagged you about. So you have to be like, Hey, I don't know what you tagged me about. But again, I am totally at peace with that and really, really grateful for the peace that I found with it. So thank you so much. Hi, Caitlin here. I am a blogger over at CaitlinSpano.co and I am also a homeschooling mother of five kiddos under the age of eight. So I first did my social media fast, not this past December, but the December before that. So Christmas time. Um, I did Lindsay's little challenge and I read the book and goodness me, I should have written that down. I don't remember the book that she recommended, but so, so eye-opening. I had been contemplating like just getting rid of social media. But as a blogger, I was like, I really felt like I had to be there for business purposes, because that's what everybody else was doing, right? So when when I had learned that Lindsay had left, I was like, okay, well, maybe this is something that I can actually do. So when I first left social media, it was very freeing. Like I definitely saw a decreased anxiety in myself. But the other part that really annoyed me about when I initially left was how much my brain was consumed by the social media tactics. So I was like constantly thinking, oh, I should take a picture so that I can share this or, oh, this would be a good caption to write on social media. Like I couldn't believe that so much of that, of my brain space had been consumed and into being on social media, even when I wasn't there. So that was a big eye opener for me. I did go back to social media, but it was definitely decreased amount of time. And then I just really dabbled. I was like, I I just could not pull the plug. Honestly, I was like, I just don't know if I can do it. And I think that was just partly fear and part of like, oh, I like to catch up with this person and this person type of thing. So then this past October, actually, my social media got hacked. Lo and behold. So everything was on. I could not log into my Facebook or my Instagram or anything. And I was like, well, you know what? If this is not a sign from the Lord, I don't know what is. And it was the best thing that happened to me. So they ended up deleting all of my social media accounts and... It's been fantastic. Like I literally feel such a decreased anxiety. I'm actually just getting more stuff done around my house. I the anxiousness has definitely gone away. Of course, I'm 
you know, I have five kids, but anyways, and I've just found time for my hobbies again. Like I started knitting again. I'm reading more books. Like it's just overall a wonderful, wonderful thing not to be on social media. Um, I do miss it sometimes. I do miss catching up with certain people that don't have emails. Honestly, before I left, I just signed like the people that have email lists, I'm going to sign up for them. So that's what I love. And I love that Lindsay really promotes that because it's truly, especially as someone who is in the blogging industry, I think it's really, really important to share that you do not need social media to run a blog in 2023. And I really hope that things start to go backwards, especially in exposing my children to social media. Like I do not want them there. I don't want them on it. I don't want them to see me on it. So I'm really, really glad that I was hacked, honestly, and that I just made those steps beforehand to be ready to be off. So thank you for listening to me. And if you haven't stepped away from social media, I truly, truly give you, you know, really, really encourage you to try. It's really a wonderful thing. Okay. Thank you. Bye. My name is Kieran Gill. I'm a 39 year old mother of one who emigrated to the US 16 years ago from England. I work in the tech industry and love being at the forefront of connecting the world in ways that many of us thought unimaginable just two decades ago. One thing I will share for those that don't know me is that I'm a very private person. Sharing the details of my personal life and being vulnerable with people I don't know or don't know very well, let alone publicly, such as something like this, is not something I would normally do. However, I feel a genuine desire to speak about my experiences for the purpose of sharing my journey, its impacts on my life, and why I consciously made the choices that I made. If I can help even one person that might be experiencing some of the same things that I did, then it's all worth it to me. Let's first talk about what addiction is. The American Society of Addiction Medicine defines addiction as a primary chronic disease of brain reward, motivation, memory, and related circuitry. Addiction is the physical or mental dependence on a substance or behavior. Today, I would like to tell you a story, my relationship with social media. Ten years ago, I made the decision to join Facebook I was relatively late to the party, and to be honest, I saw the social media users around me constantly scrolling through their smartphones, barely coming up for air, and thought, do I really want that to be me? But eventually, I gave in to peer pressure and opened a Facebook account. It was a celebrated moment by my friends. I heard things like, about time you joined, yay, welcome to the club, you're going to love it. I was buzzed, felt accepted into the circle and it was exciting. Connecting with friends and family and colleagues that I hadn't spoken to in years, I felt a part of their lives again. My circle felt larger, my free time slowly became less and less, as I spent more and more time keeping abreast of what my friends were up to. At first, addiction crept up on me. Next, I started buying and selling in local Facebook buy-sell trade groups. I felt the need to be very frequently checking my notifications and responding to strangers on the internet. The motivation to continue was that I didn't want to miss a great deal. So I began browsing my feed constantly, 
From local buy-sell trade groups, I moved into online buy-sell trade groups. This was a huge turning point for me and really the beginning of a downward spiral. At one point, I was in over 150 groups. During this time, I had gone through major surgery and then the birth of a new baby. I was lonely, bored, and home a lot. I filled my time with Facebook and felt some connection to the rest of the world. Social media felt beneficial, like a value add to my life. I used it as a means to get information about parenting, DIY, and gardening. It became my go-to for a lot of things. I recall at one point in time, I was considering a geographical move and made a post on social media to gain strangers' opinions on this decision. All the negative comments really stuck with me, which led me to second-guess my decision and created so much anxiety. Without even realizing it, I had become dependent upon it. At some point during this time, I also decided to join Instagram. And what followed next was the wave of advertising and influencers. It began with me following influencers that discussed topics around motherhood and parenting. I initially felt that the product reviews were very helpful and saved me the legwork of conducting my own research. I felt the brain reward. However, what I didn't realize at the time was that I purchased a lot of material things that I could have done without, but I felt that I needed because I was being targeted by advertisers. The years passed by so quickly with what I realized was becoming toxic behavior. I felt like I needed social media and justified all the benefits. I found myself thinking at times that I should reduce the amount of hours I was on the apps and actively try to reduce the amount of time that I spent on them, but was pulled back in so easily without much thought. Although I was making a conscious effort to reduce my social media usage, it was so difficult due to its accessibility. What I didn't recognize at the time was the negative impacts to other aspects of my life due to my social media usage. I rarely called people. Why did I need to? I already knew what they were up to through Instagram and Facebook. I definitely felt this impacted my relationships as I no longer spent time with people, which caused extreme loneliness, which in turn led to further dependence on social media. My life felt extremely cluttered with all the material possessions I was wasting thousands of dollars on things that I didn't need due to targeted marketing. My mood was influenced through my interactions with others online. As a result of a disagreement with a random trolling stranger, it would completely ruin my day. I knew something had to change. I couldn't bring myself to deactivate my accounts or reduce the time and influence that social media had on me. In my mind, the benefits outweighed the negative impacts of social media, and I continued to tell myself that I could control this. Lindsay was one of the motherhood influencers I had began following when I joined Instagram. She talked publicly about her journey to depart social media in 2021. We were still in a global pandemic. Social media had been a huge part of her business but she presented all the same reasons for leaving that resonated with me. And although I followed Lindsay's year-long journey to depart social media, 
and I myself had a desire to do the same, I still had no concrete plans of leaving. This brings me to December 2021. I hadn't seen my family in England in over two years because of the global pandemic. I made the decision to visit and during this time, I barely touched my smartphone and laptop and I was too busy living in the moment in the real world, soaking them all up. My cup was full. What I realized during those three weeks was that I had managed to break away from social media. I replaced it with something way more meaningful. I evaluated how I felt during that time, being truly present and engaged with the people that I loved. And what had I really missed? If I wanted to speak with any of my friends, I could call or text them. If I needed medical advice about a strange rash on my daughter's back, I could call her pediatrician. For me, I knew now was the time. It was really now or never. I recognized my dependence on social media at this point and felt as though those three weeks away had given me just what I needed to break the addiction. It may sound silly, but deleting those two applications seemed so simple, but all these years, it felt like a huge mountain. This wasn't just another New Year's resolution. I made a choice to break away from social media because I was very aware of its toxic impact on my life. But mostly, I wanted to be more present in my relationships. When I returned to the US on January 5th, 2022, I deleted the applications and deactivated my accounts. Today, I am 434 days free of social media. And as a result of the changes I have made, I feel more fulfilled and just generally happier. I was holding on to a lot of guilt about not being present in my relationships and taking control of the addiction enabled me to be more engaged and purposeful in my interactions with others. I also felt that I had more time to be involved in various extracurricular activities and hobbies, such as traveling, being more involved in my child's schooling and education, taking on additional assignments at work, and spending more time on my personal and professional development. Hi, Lindsay. It's Shannon here from Australia to let you know about my social media journey. So I was predominantly on Instagram and uh, I guess particularly addicted to the story side of things and um, keeping up with influencers and definitely clicking on links and whatnot. At the start of this year, I decided to go cold turkey and made it one of my resolutions for my mental health not to go on Instagram at all. And this has made such a profound impact on my life. I think for the first month or 30 days really, I was thinking a lot about the people that I would keep up with on social media and these weird parasocial relationships really considered that these influencers, my my friends and what were they up to uh, and really interested in their day when I wasn't really keeping up with my own friends or family in that same regard. So two months on, I found that my relationship with myself and my own mental health has been a lot better. Uh, with my husband, we've been, you know, talking a lot more and not on our phones and we've got three young boys and I'm spending more time focusing on them, taking ideas from uh, different areas of the internet still to to connect with them, three under three, 
And I'm also finding I've got time for hobbies. This is something that I never thought I had time for, having three kids under the age of four and running a startup ag tech business and living on a farm was was a lot on my plate. But I didn't realize there was whole hours being stolen of my day in social media and being sucked in. So reading a lot more, reading a lot more about exciting things, making our own sourdough, we've got honeybees, uh, and just really living in the moment a lot more, not constantly living in someone else's moment. And I think that's been the biggest thing for me is this is this is the only shot we get at this life uh, and it's really important for it to not matter what it looks like to anybody else or how it stacks up against anybody else's life. Anyway, love keeping up with people that I found inspiring such as yourself through newsletters and podcasts and that's kind of been the way I've kept up with things. Anyway, thank you. Hi, my name is Christy and I am left a couple of different social media platforms almost two years ago, I think. I left Facebook and Instagram. I think those were the main two that I that I had. And really I I left kind of on a whim. I know that Lindsay had sort of encouraged folks to to take a break, to give give it a try. I definitely noticed that I was spending sort of inordinate amount, amounts of time on the the internet away from my kids. And so I thought, you know, why not? And so I think initially I noticed that something felt like it was missing. I think, you know, it's pretty easy to, to go down that rabbit hole of, of doom scrolling. And so I think I don't even or didn't even know how much time I was spending doing that because it's sort of ingrained or just easy to do. You just get lost in it. And, and so then when I stopped, I, like I said, I definitely noticed kind of a, an absence of something. I did transfer a little bit of that over to Pinterest, which I hadn't stopped because we were working on some home projects. And so for a little while there, I think I was Pinteresting the crap out of things, which over time has become a lot less. I did keep my apps. I deleted the apps from my phone for Instagram and Facebook. I did not uh, delete my profile totally over the course of the you know, couple of years. I think I've logged on maybe three times, which I'm pretty happy with. And usually it's to, you know, for a specific reason, because I recall somebody had recommended something or, or my cousin contacted me through Instagram. And so I wanted to follow up something like that. And then sort of as the months went by, I noticed how much more productivity I had at work. I think that's kind of another piece of this. We all, obviously everyone has difficult jobs, you know, whether working in or out of the home. And I think for me, I'm a forensic psychologist and, and a lot of my work is is pretty intense stuff, death and, and violence. And and I think when when I didn't carve out specific time in my day for, you know, for family or to do something meaningful, then a lot of my day was kind of hindered by by this really awful stuff at, at times. And so one thing I noticed with leaving social media is that I had more time for just being present with my family for for books, which I had kind of stopped reading for a while when I, you know, as social media kind of took the four, uh, 
in I'm sure most of our lives. So I've been doing a lot more reading. Um, we've been playing board games a lot with my kids, which is so nice. I'm more productive at work and I think just healthier overall, which has been really, really great. I would not say that I miss it. I think one aspect that occasionally gives me a pang is if I'm together with friends and, you know, they kind of joke like, oh, well, you don't know that because you're not on social media. And, you know, mostly it's a joke at this point. And frankly, the people that I, you know, care about the most in my life, I see them on a fairly regular basis. I feel like I have more time for them as well. And so I'd rather be caught up in person. So I, there's a little bit of retelling of stories to me, but they don't seem to mind. And, you know, I, I'm happy to learn things kind of in vivo and not read about them on social media. So, so actually that's another bonus as far as I can tell, but, but there are times that, you know, I'm hearing a story, you know, about another person in maybe more of the periphery of my life. And, and I just really hadn't a clue that they were struggling or something. So maybe that's been one potential downside. But I would say those, you know, that's it for me. I don't have any intention to return to social media. I just don't see a need for it. I like, you know, what the setup that I have right now, I have the newsletter I, I get from Lindsay. I have, I've turned to more news related apps. Like I, I have now New York times app that I use. I have New York times cooking. So I just feel like the things that I'm investing my time into are more substantive and, and meaningful. And so all around, I'd say I'm, I'm pretty pleased with how things have turned out and hopefully they have for others as well. Thanks so much. Hi, Lindsay. My name is Trisha and I'm sharing my social media experience. I'm getting over being sick, so my voice might be a little bit uh, congested, but hopefully this translates okay. I was on Facebook and Instagram, but used Instagram much more heavily than Facebook. I tried to go off socials a few times. The first two times, I did not feel a sense of relief. I mostly felt like I was missing out and was eager to get back on. But about four to six weeks ago, I was feeling so much overwhelmed. Then on a whim, I deleted the apps off of my phone, and this time I felt a true sense of relief and have not felt the need to return at all. I'm a newer mom. I have one son who is two years old, and I mostly use Instagram for parenting and lifestyle content. I never followed any news or political outlets, but I found that didn't really matter since anytime anything would happen, everyone everywhere was resharing posts about it or their opinions about it which I'd find overwhelming because it was all so emotionally charged. I felt like my emotional response was constantly getting activated. The never-ending lifestyle content also became very overwhelming. I felt I was never doing enough as a mom. Even if I tried not to, I would compare what I'm doing or how I look to everyone else. People I knew in real life, but mostly people I didn't, and I'd feel less than or pressured to do things I didn't even truly care about. Like at Christmas, when everyone is matching family pajamas. Personally, I could care less, but I felt this weird pull that if I didn't do it, I was missing out or not being a good mom. Like if I don't have a matching family Christmas pajama post, then it looks like I don't care about making Christmas special for my family, which is ridiculous, but you get sucked into this quasi thinking. The real nail in the coffin was learning more about sharenting when parents share their kids online. I have no judgment against anyone who shares their kids online. 
personally, I shared my son on my Insta and Facebook for the first six to eight months of his life. I didn't think anything of it. And I was excited to show off my baby and share my experiences as a new mom, especially after three years of infertility. But I heard some podcasts and saw more articles about how kids will have a huge internet footprint by the time they are adults in which they have had no say. They can't consent. And what might be a funny story to us could cause embarrassment when your child is old enough to find it or their peers find it. Mom accounts that share their kids and profit from it now make me really uncomfortable. Aside from the scary things that can happen with images of kids posted publicly online, I see this content and I feel skeeved out by the total lack of privacy for these kids. And I just, I choose not to participate in it. Now I keep in touch with friends and family via text or phone calls. And I'm sure there are a lot of things I miss and don't see, but do I really need to? Do I really need to see some person I went to high school with who I don't even talk to in real life anymore bought a new house or went on vacation? Why? Like, I don't really need to see that. No. Now I get most of my information from podcasts that I follow. I get newsletters from my favorite food bloggers or content creators. I don't know if I'll ever return to socials. I haven't ruled it out, but I really don't feel the need. It's so much less stressful. I appreciate what I have more and I'm less pressured to live up to a totally fake ideal. I'm less pressured to buy things. I'm less pressured to worry about what my body looks like, or if I'm doing enough crafts with my son, spoiler alert, I don't really enjoy crafts. So we don't do that that much. And now I don't feel bad about it because I don't have to see everyone doing, you know, holiday themed crafts with their kids. I can ask myself what is important to me and my family and do that, do what matters for us and not get dragged down feeling like I need to keep up with everyone else. And I don't regret it. My advice to anyone who's trying to leave but feels they can't, just keep trying. It took me three tries to really cut ties and feel that sense of relief. Thanks so much for letting me share. Hi, my name is Abby, and my story is that almost two years ago now, I went on vacation to the beach with my two young kids, my partner, and my siblings. While we were enjoying the time away, I would take pictures of my family, as per usual, and every time I would take a photo, I would have a little question pop up in the back of my head. Is this photo good for my story? I was irked by this, not liking that even when I was trying to be in the moment, trying to enjoy the wind, the waves, the sun, the idea of sharing this moment was always on my mind. That night, I complained to my younger brother and his girlfriend about how I was feeling, and I didn't expect the answer that they gave. They suggested, pretty casually, that I get off social. The way they spoke about it amazed me. Here were two Gen Z college students who had grown up with phones in their pockets who, from what it sounded like, had evolved past being tied to their phones. And honestly, I was jealous. So I did. I got off all my socials that vacation with the intention to focus on the days, you know, left that I had to enjoy. And I assumed that I would get back on once the vacation was over. But nope, it's been almost two years now and I've never missed it. It's nice to consume news and trends at my own pace, to hear about what's happening in the in my friends' lives straight from them. And most of all, every time I take pictures of my kids... I'm doing it for myself. I don't think that'll change. 
Hi, Lindsay. My name is Lady Fuller. I also have a podcast, Habits for Happiness. You can check it out on Apple. And I'm a coach, a mother, an entrepreneur, a yogi, a reader, all the things. And I have quite had quite a big following on social media for all of my business purposes as well as personal and killed about a month ago, Instagram and Facebook. And I didn't just deactivate them, I actually deleted them. And it's been a really interesting journey having giving, giving them up. And I was laughing. I would hashtag if I had social media, hashtag SMF, social media free, because I do think it's probably quite a, going to be a movement at some point. And I'm on the early side of it. And, you know, my real feeling of doing it was not only to experiment with myself, you know, I gave up alcohol about six years ago, more of an experiment. And I've kept not drinking more just because I felt so great. And I think this is going to be one of those. And, you know, my experience, at least towards the end was that social media really is a weapon. And I could see people, even myself using it really specifically sometimes to let one person know where they are. And it was really interesting from a human behavior standpoint, since that's really my work, but also from just an energetic standpoint, not having it and seeing how that shaped my life. And I can, I can say probably, you know, I'm what 30 something days out. I can probably say by ni- day 90, I'd have more of a read, but I haven't missed it one bit. I have tons more free time. And this was very similar when I gave up not drinking. And so I've noticed my happiness has actually gone up quite a bit. So it's an interesting, it's an interesting topic. And it's one that is definitely at the forefront of what, you know, moms and um, society is talking about. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. All resources mentioned in this episode can be found in the show notes on lindsayandco.com. To continue these important conversations, head over to Motherhood Meets Medicine on Instagram. Let me know what you learned from this episode and who you would love to hear from next. I always love getting feedback from you. If you're finding value in this podcast, please rate, review, subscribe, and share with a friend. This will help us to reach even more women from around the world. I'll catch you next week. Until then, don't forget to find some time to unplug, unwind, and have a little fun. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.